welcome to the Nerd Party. Hello everybody at home and welcome to Second Contact, a Lower Decks commentary podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Tristan Riddell, and with me, as she always is, but hasn't for a while, because we've been off for a while, is the wonderful and amazing Charlene Schmidt. Charlene, how are you doing? Yo, I am so happy that we are back and that Lower Decks is back. That's also why we are back. And oh my gosh, it has been way too long for both of these things. So I, I'm stoked. I'm pumped. I'm so ready to go. I'm so excited that we get not only just new Star Trek, for a very long time, this is just the beginning, right? It's 10 episodes of Lower Decks, and then we're getting tons more Star Trek in the pipeline. Oh, but I, I just love Lower Decks so much. I'm so happy. This makes me, this makes my black little heart turn red once again. <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. Like, I wasn't sure at the beginning. I mean, you guys can hear our journey by going back to season one, by going to the nerdparty.com slash second contact and you can listen to all of our previous episodes they're evergreen so they're always great to listen to because why wouldn't you want to rewatch lower decks and you should uh, have if, many you times should by have. Now. yeah i've watched it several times since then and it's so much fun it's i absolutely love it i've grown to love it over the over the past 10 episodes i think it's it's gone up and down but the stuff i really love the stuff i love i really love but and as i said you know make sure to hit subscribe Make sure to tell your friends about us. I mean, if you're listening to us, you're most likely a Star Trek fan overall. Tell your Star Trek community. You know, like if you're a member Heck of yeah. a Facebook group or a Reddit or, you know, tell your friends on Twitter. We we want to get the, the message out there that this is what we're doing. And we want to talk to you guys. You can talk to us by going to the nerdparty.com slash contact, selecting second contact. Fill out the form. It'll send us an email. You can also find us on Twitter at join nerd party and on Facebook and Instagram at the, the nerd party. Just as the simple nerd as that. party, Please. the nerd party, <laughs> yes, and uh, and yeah. So we're gonna do this season by season, and hopefully we'll get more seasons of Lower Decks. I'm pretty sure we are. I hope we get at least seven. I want at it least. ongoing, like yeah, like I. <laughs> you just like, want it to some, go on forever. Somebody actually asked the question. I think it was Cody Dax, and he said, "It's like, hey, what's how many seasons do you think each show should get?" Okay. And I said, "I said five for discovery i think i said three for strange new worlds mm. and 10 for lower decks and three for picard i think is what i said interesting okay i think i follow your rationale on some of these picard i can see it being a shorter lived series because it's a lot of work patrick stewart even though he's in fantastic shape i mean he's up there yeah. though in years and i can see that being a shorter form story anyway why five seasons for disco, though? I think I've never been the biggest fan of disco. I enjoy it. Yeah. I think it's okay. I don't Same think here. it's great. I think it's fine. It's new Star Trek content, and so I'm happy to get it. I think, you know, if I'm already at that point where I'm just kind of like, eh. You know, like, I don't want it to be on, like, season seven, season eight, where I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Okay, like, someone stick a <laughs> fork in it. So, like, I want it to end while, you know, we're st while everybody else is still jazzed about it. Yeah. Um. So, that's kind of my rationale. I think I think five seasons is a great number of seasons 
for a TV for an hour long drama, especially an hour long sci-fi like that. Because like, you know, back in the day when we got seven seasons for Deep Space Nine, Voyager and um, TNG, you know, it was a completely different model, completely different economics. And absolutely. so story the storytelling was absolutely different. And so, yeah, that, that's kind of my ration. That's kind of my rationale is that okay. like I think with modern television, five seasons is a great number to have a complete story. But then again, hey, I'm, I'm not going to argue if there's a season six and seven and whatever. I'm gonna go, <laughs> sure. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, I'm on board with that. If it does go to five and they call it, that's fine, too. I could see it going a little bit longer, though. If they got seven seasons, I'd be happy with that, too. Like you, I think just this particular flavor of Trek is not my favorite because I'm not in like a long form action kind of story person. I like my bite sized stuff. I do like having a nice chapter of a story that has its own beginning, middle and end. And yes, there is continuity between those chapters and within them. I mean, that's where I think Lower Decks really thrives, along with, of course, the Easter eggs and all the fantastic stuff we will yes. talk about. Strange New yes, World. Absolutely. Three seasons for that would be perfect as an homage to the original series. And honestly, you know, five seasons would be fine, too, because, you know, Pike got his own five-year mission. I mean, he was... This is I, true. I mean, he he was captain of the Enterprise for a while, so five would be fine, three would be fine, I'm all for it. I mean, however long Anson Mount wants to go, I'm on board with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, like, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm such a huge Anson Mount fan when it comes to his interpretation of Pike. But today, yeah. you mentioned Easter eggs, and I can't wait to get into it. Because right off the bat, there's like a bajillion Easter eggs in this episode of Lower Decks. Oh my which is gosh. Called strange Energies. Yes. Well, I'm ready to get some Strange Energies on. How about you? I, I'm ready too. So let's go ahead and get going. For those of you, uh, like, okay, the format has changed a little bit since our last season because it's no longer a CBS All Access show. It's a Paramount Plus original. Yeah, this is true. This is a very important change. Not... <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like everything was fundamentally changed in the program. Not a thing. Not even the color. So, uh, no, they changed the so logo. That's what they did. They changed. That's all that they changed. So, for those of you who have, um, this is ad free. So, like, we can't make you know breaks for you guys for who have um, who have the ad program. But for those of you, like, uh, it's going to be after the logo, after the rating, right? So black screen, black screen. So go ahead. Like when you would like, so pause it. So bring it up, however you're watching it, bring it up. So right when it hits after the rating, hit pause, and then we'll do a countdown on the show, three, two, one, and then hit play. Yes. Everybody good? I'm good. I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, let's do this. And also, if you don't have the video alongside, if you can't watch along with us, it's okay. We're going to try to make this entertaining while you listen. Oh, we're not just going to try. We're going to succeed. We are. We're going to do Okay. You're going to be thoroughly entertained regardless. You can listen to this in this your car, true. on a plane, whatever you want to do. So, yeah, you ready? Yeah, we're doers. We can make this happen. Let's do it. Okay. Three, two, one, play. Here we go. A CBS go. Studios production. See, it doesn't even come out there. Yes. Now, immediately, and I think Tawny Newsom brought this up on Twitter, man, the animation has taken a step up. Look at the, these bright colors. The glow. I love that we got to see the Cardassian ships. Like I, I think I even yeah. said right away, I was like, Cardassians! As I pointed to the screen, no one was with me. <laughs> you immediately know what it is. Yes. And of course, we get the four lights. <laughs> yes. How many lights are there? <laughs> so right off the bat, like I was, I was confused because I'm like, is this real? Is it not? 
you know, mm. you, you ask that question. Yes, and, is she really kidnapped? And at the time, I was just like, okay, I hope they don't take this too far because I don't want them to cheapen <laughs> what Picard went through. You know what I'm saying? Well, and with this being sort of a satirical show, in the back of my mind, I kind of knew that, that it wasn't going to go that way. Because, no, we're going to make jokes about it. We're not going to be serious and dramatic about it. That's not what well, this show no, really is. That's not really what I meant. I meant, like, I hope that they don't choke too far about it. And oh. and then, like, when you're watching that episode of TNG, like, you're thinking about this moment. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. That's all I meant. But they didn't, okay. so it's no big deal. Yes, I just have to appreciate Mariner's workout attire here. I don't know why, but I really like the Starfleet workout shorts with the little logo. See, I want I, those. They, they put the de- like New Age Trek puts the Delta on everything that has a surface. <laughs> it does. It does, including the little wrist. What do you call those? I forget what they are. I was born it's like in the sweatbands 80s. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, they really Star Trek.com. You should get on this marketing opportunity. You have a workout outfit right here Mm -hmm. to put up for sale at an unreasonably high price and people will buy it. We actually talked about doing a show one time about nerds can be fit. We (laughs) sure did. Way back in the day. Now, didn't somebody do something along those lines? I think think so. Yeah, we missed the opportunity. We missed the chance. So is this this the Star Trek 3 bridge? It looks like Star Trek Trek 2. You're right. The well, Star Trek I mean, two like reliant two slash edge. three, kind of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, you're right. Absolutely right. Those chairs give it away. So we oh like right off the bat we got Easter egg. So we got like a we had a uh, we got a runabout in the background. We had we yes. have multiple runabouts. We looks see it goes by so fast. And so you're just they totally oh, did know. that just so you could pause it. Oh, and, absolutely. And, uh, and, and watch re-watch. it because you know that some super fan has identified every single one of those. Oh, you know there are people out there who go frame by frame looking for every little thing. They just comb through these episodes. The return oh, of I Jennifer. Oh, I love Jennifer. She's back. The callback. That that was one of the first things that just made me laugh out loud. Because we watch these episodes one time before we record. And I love that line, too. I, we're not supposed to have interpersonal conflict, but I really hate that Andorian. That's also <laughs> kind of a, a jab at previous Star Trek and Golden Age Star Trek, where it's just yes. like, no, it's okay to dislike other people. It doesn't mean you're not in a utopia if Jennifer is bugging you because she wants to do her yoga. Right. You're going to find a way to get along with Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's okay. Now, when- So no changes with the opening. I thought there were very little subtle changes. So let's Are go there? through this and look really okay. closely. Because the last time I watched this episode, it was in an airport on a very small screen. I tried really hard to look and I didn't see much. But Mike McMahon says that there's some subtle differences. Okay. Well, I guess I didn't watch close enough. Uh, because actually, uh, folks who are listening, that's why we didn't release on the day is because (laughs) Char has a life. (laughs) I know. How stupid. So I do believe some of these ships are different. That's one of the differences. The ships... uh, Oh, yeah. It looks like a combination, probably from the... um, Yeah, you got a bird of prey in there. Yeah. There's Romulan warbirds. Looks like he's the same, the little monster. Yeah, I love this little dude. What is he? Who is he? Let's get to (laughs) know him. What's his story? Are we going to get a novel based on him? (laughs) 
These are the things Trek fans want. Now, it, has that planet and its moon always been in the background like that? Is that a new thing? I'm, I'm going to have to compare it. We're going to have to go back. I never get tired of seeing the episode title at the beginning. I miss it's that so about good. new Trek. Especially in the shade of blue. It just gives mm-hmm. me all the feels. It's so strange to me that... Like at the beginning, you see the Lower Decks logo and right above it, it says Star Trek, but it's in the TOS font. And this uh-huh. is so much a TNG throwback. You know, it's really it confusing is. to me. I, I feel like maybe New Trek is trying to cement the TOS style as the definitive font. Well, stop me if I'm wrong, but don't all the shows have that sort of a Star Trek part in its logo as a unifying thing? Yeah, I think that's kind of their their branding thing. Yes. So right off the bat, I fell in love with this story because one of the things coming off of season one that I really wanted them to explore was this new kind of alliance between Mariner and Freeman. And I love that it's not working out. I'm so glad they hate it because I knew they would. I, yeah, this was this was something that I was surprised that didn't resolve itself right off the bat. Totally. I thought that like this would ha- I felt I felt like we would see her like in the brig at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> Something I just noticed, Rutherford was eating a pear in his bunk. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't notice there's that the actually, first time. I, th- I think there is when he jumps off, there's like a whole bunch of pears in his bunk, like all eaten. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what I get for watching this for the first time on a really small screen. Oh my gosh. See, right there in the corner, there, there's ah, tons of yeah. <laughs> eaten pears and half-eaten pears and everything like that. <laughs> now, watching the first season, I mean, I immediately love fell in love with Tendi from episode one. Uh-huh. But throughout the season, I unabashedly adore Tendi. <laughs> like, <laughs> she is by far my favorite thing of Really? Wow, oh, that's yeah. some high I, praise. I love her to death. Although this episode, as we move forward, she was a bit much for me in this episode. I have to agree. Tendi is not my favorite, for the record, because she is so much like an overeager puppy. Oh, please like me, like me, like me, like me. And she definitely oversteps here in this episode. I'm just thinking, honey, you just need to do you and be happy with you. Figure that out, please. And to lie to Rutherford about medical stuff. Like, I know it's a cartoon and I know it's supposed to be silly, but that just felt weird. Yeah, it wasn't right. Not good. Not a good look for her either. So I hope she learns from it. I do fully appreciate this um, this alien, though, trying to pick out the right comm number. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And have you ever been there? Like, did you get to pick out your phone number? Like when you got your I cell phone? I did. Yes. Nice. When, I got, when I got one of my first cell phones, I think it was the second cell phone, I had to change the number. And so I was just like, okay. So I was at AT&T and they're like, here are the numbers. They only give you like five to choose from though. Yeah. They don't yeah. give you like unlimited like this, like Jack did. But no, I'm just like. You can't take and a I, day. And you really do. You ask yourselves that question. You're like, what number represents me? Or what number can I remember for the rest of my life? It's true. I did this three years ago at AT&T. And they had like a thing where if you get a brand new line, if you sign up for another line, you can get a free iPhone. And so then I just dropped my old number to get the new one. And I actually, oh, I yeah. really like my new number. <laughs> it is. So, me. okay. I, this is one thing I appreciate that Lower Deck Season 2 is doing is that she has a special tool to clean the, uh, the building. Because in, previous, in the previous season, 
everything that they needed to do, they did with a phaser. Truth. Did you notice that? Yes. Like they cleaned like carbon filters, used a phaser. Had to clean yep. off the paint, used a phaser. Had to do <laughs> X, used a phaser. It was like the phaser was the multi-tool. So I really appreciate that yes. she actually had a special device for this. Yeah. It needs a little more than what a phaser can provide, apparently. Yeah. Or a little less. <laughs> maybe. Maybe because it's art. You're very delicate. Yeah. That yeah. could be. So this, I felt like this was... They got to it pretty quickly in the episode. Like, boom. Like, this oh, is the yeah. story. We're diving right in. We are not doing any recaps. We're not bringing anybody up to speed. We are just hitting the ground running and going. Now, I'm pretty sure, isn't the Doctor your favorite character? She is one of my favorites. She hasn't had enough airtime yet for her to be my favorite. I'd have to say Mariner's my favorite. Gary Mitchell throwback, and they're using an an, uh, a yes. 2D animated version of Gary Mitchell. <laughs> Gotta love that, right? Yeah. A little wink and a nod. Also, the color palette in this episode. I, I can't get over it. I'm just in love with all the variety of colors. Also, the torn shirt. Hello. <laughs> they gotta give Jack the torn shirt. Absolutely. Gotta give Jack the torn shirt. And again, the delta at the bottom of the shoes. We've seen it before, but it's getting a little close up right at that particular moment. <laughs> So it's it's true. Like this is, I mean, they made a Gary Mitchell reference because obviously this is much more of a of a TOS throwback with the godlike powers and everything like that. That's very TOS, where it just comes out of nowhere, all powerful, all knowing. Um, Never mind (laughs) you from TNG. Particular clip, rotating around with the colors. We that's got to be the best trip ever. And he also, it's just so great. I know I'm just describing the plot. But he, he's, he's using trees to work out of his, he his is, biceps. <laughs> Dude's got to work out, man. He'll find a way no matter what state he's in. Now, I did appreciate this So I want to see scene. more. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, oh, I did just, too. Yeah. It's cool to know that these two are constantly in contact with one another. Because I didn't totally get that feeling in season one, but this kind of cements the idea that, yes, they do. I, I want to see them in person sometime. I hope that we get to see them in person. That would be season. very That cool. would be nice. Yeah, that would be great. So you're not a really big fan of this B-plot either, it sounds like. No, I'm, I'm not. It's, it's too... I'm, I just don't like that Tendi's lying so much. Yes. And yeah. And then it's about medical stuff. It just, that must be just a trigger. It's kind of meh. I don't know. I feel like it kind of misses the mark. The other thing I don't think I particularly care for is it does sort of blur the line on are these two friends or are they going to try and be something more? And I thought we got over that in season one. Why are we playing with that again? Man, yeah, you hit it on the head. I think that's the thing that really bugged me is because we should be past this. We yeah. should be pa- like I I love I love that it's still Rutherford getting back his memory or re- still still figuring out who he is. I like that we're still doing that, but Tendy having this weird insecurity with Rutherford, uh-huh. we should be past that. Uh, seriously, seriously, I don't feel like she has any real reason to be so desperate to 
have no his friendship like that. That like that should just be there. Like I don't feel like that was ever in question. So no. why is she so insecure? That bothers me. Stop it, Tendy. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully they got it out of their system with episode one and as we move forward. I, I really hope so. Or I hope that Tendy grows up a little and becomes a little more secure with herself. Because that, of course, is the inherent problem. Absolutely. The yes. Museum of Popular Music. That's <laughs> I appreciated that. Ransomites. Ransomites. Right, that needs to be something. We need to use that somewhere. I totally agree. This needs to either make a comeback later in the show or this needs to become an online thing. Like, like maybe there's one person who didn't get changed back. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the Ransomite. And they're a Ransomite, yeah. Yes. Or it could be, I, I don't know, something like the Ransom Fan Club or something. They're <laughs> Ransomites. Well, I mean, hopefully we'll find out more about Boimler and his framed photograph of Ransom in his in his room. We really do need to know more about this. I agree, 100%. Also, okay, it's windy as crap. How is that ice cream cone that the doctor is holding not just going nuts? It's space ice cream, Shark. So it's as hard as a rock? Is that what you're saying? It can't no, be pleasant it's, it's, to eat. It's, it's wind resistant. Come on, but not tongue resistant. You know, come on. Well, okay, come I mean, on. cats Don't do Don't you know have... science? <laughs> Cats do have very textured tongues. I guess we can make that work. I'm just saying that's a small inconsistency. <laughs> I love that. Um, what's the What's the doctor's name again? I can never remember the doctor's name. Oh, uh, oh shoot! You're right. Uh, I can't think of it. Brain farting. Doctor we'll get Cat. a lot of mail about um, that. Which she said that like uh, like how did Kirk defeat Mitchell? And she goes, he smushed him with a rock. I love that she used the word smushed. Smushed. <laughs> So we saw her last season. Yes, we did. And I'm glad that they're... Oh, mention of Cetacean Ops. <gasps> Cetacean Ops. Yes. Man, we, we have we see to it? see. We have to see Cetacean we Ops. We need to see Cetacean Ops. You, you cannot just tease Cetacean Ops and then rip it away like TNG did. Right? Yeah, come on. This is too good of an opportunity. You can animate it. It doesn't need to be a high-budget tank. Because we did that in Star Trek Four anyway with the whales. See, she's trying to shoot him on his date. It just... Yeah, this is so intrusive. Stop this. All of it. Just feels weird. Like, I feel like we're getting into... Maybe this is this is the thing where... Like, we have... Like, it's a crazy animated show and Star Trek. Uh-huh. And, and so we're trying to... Like, I think they're trying to blend the two. Like, what is Star Trek and what is crazy animation? Like, <laughs> when does it stop being Star Trek and becoming... And start becoming Family Guy? You know, mm. like that that kind of thing. And I feel like we, you and I, who are big fans of adult animation. Oh, absolutely. Love it. Um, are wondering where that blending is happening. Yeah. I don't know. Or is it just Tendi's character? She is very young. She's a fairly fresh grad. She is insecure. Now, I did not know that I needed to ever see a giant ransom head chasing after the Cerritos in my life. But... <laughs> My big takeaway from this episode is is that I absolutely adore it. And of course, a treadmill. Yes. We gotta have the treadmill. I love his uh, outfit too. I kind of want that. He looks like a Jedi. A little bit, yes. So this 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 whole episode felt like a retread. Does it? And 
the the episode between I'm I'm sorry the the, the situation between um the mother and daughter not listening listening not listening it just her defying her and then getting in trouble for it like we get it i i, uh, I feel yeah. like this episode was to catch people up well maybe you know? a little bit but i actually saw it as these two still kind of struggling with their new roles and seeing how it is not working they're trying to make it work but it's not working you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i can get that i can get that it just i feel like some people define like a good season opener as something that catches you up if you didn't catch season one so you know who the characters are you know what kind of dynamics they're going through hmm. um other people see it as kind of like a monotonous retread where it's just like well if you want to know what's going on watch season one you know like that true kind of true and this is not necessarily the t- type of show that every the beginning of every episode is going to say hey previously on star trek lower decks no we're not doing right. that I don't feel like they went too far with that, though, if that was, in fact, just a little bit of exposition they wanted to get to catch people up. Just in case you hadn't been watching the show over and over and over in the last year. And if you weren't, uh, I hope you were watching other Trek. <laughs> His, uh, I know that I'm arguing the uh, the dynamics of a giant space godhead in space, but why is his, <laughs> why is his hair floating like it's in the air? <laughs> Because he can, because he wants to. Yes, that's true. I if I was if I had a giant space god head, I would have my my hair constantly looking like it's in like that model wind. Totally, I think that's what they were going for. Because if there's anything we know about Ransom, it's that he really wants to look good. And if he's ascending to godhood, man, that hair is going to be exuberantly good. I love that Tendi's wearing goggles like safety first, even though she's going to cut open her friend's brain. <laughs> Just in case it splatters all over. Yeah. Never mind that we're in the 24th century and they have tools that can go in there and you're not necessarily having to make like real incisions. You know what I mean? (laughs) So do you think that Rutherford will ever get all of his memory back or do you think he's just going to create new memories? Like, like, because with the doctor and Voyager... They basically were just like had one episode where he's like, oh, I'm trying to get my memories back. And then the episode after that, he was back to normal. Yeah. I kind of wonder if it's not going to be that exactly. I don't know. This whole thing about Rutherford having to reset, I'm not terribly into it. Because it does try to erase everything that happened. Well, why? What for? What's going to be the payoff? I don't know. Maybe there's more to it that we're going to learn later on and it will have more significance. But right now, I'm kind of, I'm a little cool on that whole subplot. When she's validating Jack <laughs> and, and she's like, I can end, with this, end this with praise. And then yes. Jack's like, go on. Like, <laughs> I hate that a little part of me was just like, it'd be cool if my boss said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of insecurities... We do need positive validation in our lives, all of us. I'm human. I'm not a space godhead. You know, I'm human. I need some of these things. (laughs) And even if you are a godhead, you need that too. I think that's one of the big lessons we're learning today. I think think that's the takeaway from the episode is that even giant godheads need validation. Yes. And in fact, you might be able to resolve a whole plot line by doing so. (laughs) Great hair. See? 
still going, still rocking the hair. Yeah. So I like that his fists are separated from his body. <laughs> I appreciate how they're little cloud things yeah. too. That was cool design. And so, now, now we're really getting into the heart of Lower Decks, which is we're going to defeat this by kicking in the crotch. <laughs> like, I feel like this, if you ever wondered what type of Star Trek this is going to be, it's the, yeah, we're going to solve this. It's this scene right here. Yeah, kicking, kicking in the groin, the followed by rainbow barf. It's that. Mm-hmm. And I, I love Decks. it. I'm here for it. And if that's not your thing, cool. That's you got, okay. You've you got, got many other Star, other Star Trek. Trek shows. Absolutely. <laughs> and she keeps doing it like the dude's gonna have to go through surgery <laughs> he's gonna have some really bad bruising if nothing else and i do course, love these guitars ended. oh yeah right those are that's a cool design that needs to be a real guitar <laughs> <laughs> i mean she did it she solved it by smushing him with a rock yeah that's what I like about Mariner is she always finds a way to make it work. It might not be the conventional way and it might not necessarily be the right way even, but she always finds a way to make things work for the right reasons. That's why she's the hero. <laughs> now, do you want to see more of these two, Ransom and his little assistant? I do. After like I wasn't at first because I didn't want him to just like as at first like he was just angry with him and like like was taking it out on him but then at the end when he was reading him a story and you could see that ransom was enjoying it i was just like yeah, yeah. no i do want to see more of that could be interesting to see what comes out of that yeah <laughs> <laughs> now when the trailer now, you say dropped this to me often you say i do what i want all the time to me yes yes it's true it's true i do do what i want I'm a grown ass. Now in the lady. corner we see a, a little a little charcoal drawing and it says mm-hmm. Mariner's HQ and it looks like it has two dashes. So she's been in the in the brig for two days. <laughs> or two checks, I should say, not dashes. Yes. Yeah, and it's a little castle. It's very cute. <laughs> so we're finally gonna get some Boimler footage. Now we got some yes. holographic Boimler at the beginning, but I was really wondering how we were gonna have him integrated. Yes. Now we did know. <laughs> Screaming. We're going to, oh God, I love a good Boimler scream. How can you yeah. not? It's really funny to think that Jack Quaid was recording this in a hotel room because quarantine and he was also shooting the boys, I believe. What were the people sharing a wall with him thinking when they heard this? <laughs> <laughs> Just all these Too Boimler many licks screams. and not enough comp. <laughs> it's interesting that they make him uh, obsessed with jazz in this one. <laughs> It, it's true. It's a hyper-exaggeration of Riker. I am so glad, though, that we're going to get some adventures on the Titan and get to know what life is like there, at least for a little while. And uh, there we go. There we go. We're we're done with the episode. We do not have uh, a, uh, a a an ad for the next episode. Not really. It's more so, of a preview for the rest of the season. But we're rolling credits yeah. right now, and that's it. And that's all for this one. And I love, absolutely love that the end of the episode is Riker being morphed and him screaming at the top of his lungs. I love my job. <laughs> now, I really that man hope. Was born to be a captain. Episode two, let's just dive right into that and let's see what's happening there. Let's go right back to the Titan. I want to see that happen. I want to see more Titan. And we all know that Boimler's going to make his way back to the Cerritos. We know that's yeah. going to happen. It's just yeah. a question of when and how. 
And I'm really intrigued on where that's going to go. Me too. Me too. I cannot wait. That is probably at this point, the storyline I am the most invested in is to see where that all goes, how it all happens. Also, I want a more a Mariner and Boimler reunion. Are those two going to duke it out? <laughs> I have a feeling they will. There's going to be some heart to heart and I'm 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 ready for it. I want it. There's going to be some hard feelings. There's going to be some yelling. There's going to be some insults. And yeah. I am looking forward to seeing it. Well, there you go, folks. That was our episode. That was our commentary. Please uh, make sure to listen to episode two. We're releasing both of these at the same time. Double and header. then we're gonna go. We're gonna go back to a weekly basis, starting with episode three, and we're gonna release it on the day. So when you're done watching Lower Decks, make sure to look for our second contact podcast, and make sure to subscribe and tell your friends. We mentioned at the top of the show how you can contact us and how you can follow us on social media. So uh, until next week, this has been Second Contact with Tristan Riddell and Charlene Schmidt. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.